Hello, I'm Emily Bellet, founder of Vespod and author of You're Not Broke, You're Pretty Rich, and you're listening to The Wallet. Every week, we give you the best tips, guidance, and a good dose of inspiration and motivation to manage your money better. What exactly happened with Silicon Valley Bank? How does this collapse differ from what happened to the Lehman Brothers bankruptcy? How do banks actually make money? SVB Silicon Valley Bank, which held $200 billion worth of deposits, collapsed, sending shockwaves through the industry. Banking regulators shut down SVB after the bank's valuation collapsed, resulting in the second largest bank failure in U.S. history after Lehman Brothers. With the help of the government and private sector, the focus was on containing the contagion and ensuring that businesses could stay afloat. In this episode, we look at what happened at SVB over the past few months, the investment choices the bank made, and the impact of the rise in interest rates that had led to deposit withdrawal and the loss of capital. Want to give your money an opportunity to grow this year? Wealthify makes investing simple by choosing and managing your investments for you. And if you open a Wealthify plan and invest at least £50 by 30th of June 2023, they'll give you an extra £50. Terms and conditions apply. New customers only. The offer is capped at the first 500 customers. Find out more and claim the offer at wealthify.com slash the wallet. With investing, your capital is at risk and you could get back less than you put in. Wealthify is regulated and authorized by the Financial Conduct Authority. This episode is sponsored by Vespod. We're the original investing and money management community and we are launching cohort two of our investment bootcamp next month. I'm starting the classes via Zoom on April 3rd and there's still time to sign up. If you've been thinking about investing but don't know where to start or even if you're already an investor but want to advance your skills, this workshop is for you. It will be held online over Zoom over six sessions, a mix of live and pre-recorded, and you'll be able to ask me questions and meet other amazing women. You will find information on our landing page, vespod.com slash investingbootcamp, also in the show notes. And if you'd like to join, here's a £20 early booking discount. You can use the code EARLY20. Remember that we are not certified financial advisors. Information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. So last weekend was a stressful time for those working in the tech and and startup world. Venture capitalists and founders were shocked by the rapid sequence of events that unfolded. Alarm outside headquarters of Silicon Valley Bank. I want to briefly speak about what's happening to Silicon Valley Bank. The anatomy of a collapse of a big bank. In less than two days, it collapsed. SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, which held $200 billion worth of deposits, collapsed, sending shockwaves through the industry. Banking regulators shut down SVB after the bank's valuation collapsed, resulting in the second largest bank failure in U.S. history after Lehman Brothers. With the help of government and private sector, the focus was on containing the contagion and ensuring that businesses could stay afloat. Today, I'll explain what actually happened. And to be able to understand this, we need to take a step back and learn about how banks make money. How do banks make money? Banks are lenders. They only keep a portion of their assets in cash and reinvest the majority in long-term investments. Hence, they make money by capturing the spread. The spread is the difference between short-term rates and long-term rates. So, for example, they pay you, a company, 1% on your deposits, on your savings, while they actually invest this cash at 4% in 10-year government bonds. 
These tenure government bonds, treasury bonds, are debt securities issued by the US government. And their prices reflect economic conditions, inflation, and interest rates. On the government bonds, when you lend money to the government by purchasing a bond at a predetermined interest rate, the government is paying you a fixed interest rate annually or semi-annually for a set duration of time. When the loan reaches its maturity date, here 10 years, you're getting your money back. That's called the bond face value. The interest rate based on deposit is influenced by the interest rate by central banks. It's the way for them to control inflation. And when interest rates are high, you are supposed to earn more on your savings or deposits. In normal times, the yields, these interest rates on deposits on your current account are lower than long-term yields simply due to the fact that the more risk you take, the bigger the reward should be. Since you have less visibility on what will happen in 10 years' time, you ask to be compensated with a higher yield. And this is called a positively sloped yield curve. Now, what happened at SVB? SVB was founded 40 years ago, and it had played a crucial role in the tech industry's success and was among the top 20 banks in the US by assets. It has primarily served venture capital firms and tech startups around the world. A startup raised large rounds of funding and deposited more money in 2021 and 2022, SVB's deposits increased from $102 billion to $189 billion, leaving the bank with an excess of liquidity. This coincided with a period of historically low interest rates, which meant that the bank invested its excess cash at low yield in government bonds, what I just explained earlier. But then the tide started to turn. As inflation has been consistently increasing following the pandemic and the war in Ukraine, central banks like the Fed in the US, the Federal Reserve, were compelled to intervene by raising interest rates. This marked the end of what we call the easy money era, thanks to low interest rates, resulting in less money raised by these companies and fewer deposits for the bank. At the same time, to maximize profits, SVB continued to pay low interest rates on its deposits. Investors woke up to the fact that they could get a better yield on their cash than what SVB was offering to them. Indeed, since rates have been near zero for a record amount of time, it took time for companies, retail, to digest these rate hikes. Many companies, like clients of SVBs, began withdrawing their deposits en masse and moving their money to money market funds, which invest in short-term securities that track the central bank's main rate. In the US, the key rate is currently at 4.75%. This withdrawal of deposits also spread quickly as prominent venture capital funds urge their portfolio companies to do the same. Why has this sudden outflow of deposits become a significant problem for SVB? SVB was forced to sell its government bond holdings, but like every asset, they have what we call a mark-to-market. As rates, growth, and inflation change, these assets go up and down in value. As inflation picked up, short-term rates shot up as central banks hiked interest rates, while long-term interest rates went up by lesser amount. It inverted this yield curve that we talked about earlier with higher short-term rates than long ones. 
banks couldn't raise interest rates on short-term deposits without jeopardizing their profitability. The problem arose since yields, the rates, recently went up significantly. Hence, the prices have gone down of these bonds. The government bonds that SVB bought a year ago were now underwater. But as long as the bank did not sell them, it wouldn't be a problem since they read them at par at maturity. That simply means that they return all the original invested capital. Unfortunately, SBB was forced to sell these long-term bonds at a loss to meet the wave of redemption before the government bond matured. In a final attempt, SVB tried to raise $2.25 billion in equity to cover the $1.8 billion loss, but failed to do so. This created panic among deposit holders and the financial markets. So what has been the impact of the collapse? The collapse of the bank on Friday sent a wave of panic to startups as it locked clients' deposits and threatened to prevent companies from running their day-to-day operations. Money in the bank, in case of such collapse, is insured up to $250,000 in the US and £85,000 in the UK, leaving most of the large tech companies unable to pay staff. Pressure mounted in the tech industry, with venture capitalists, founders and government trying to find a quick and swift way to money to continue funding their operations. It was short of a shock in the markets. On Sunday, the US government assured SVB depositors that they will be able to access all of their money quickly by guaranteeing all deposits. The US Treasury said all deposits in SVB are safe. Unfortunately, the shareholders of the bank lost all their stocks as its value collapsed to zero. In the UK, the UK arm of SVB is to be bought by HSBC. The Chancellor said the sale will provide security to UK customers, including tech firms. The government was keen to protect from the bank's demise. It's important to note that the banks were not bailed out by the government, and this shouldn't cost money to taxpayers. Deposits and interest from individual businesses and the financial system should be protected. We have to understand that the banking sector is very central and essential to our economy, safeguarding assets and supplying credit, loans to individuals and businesses. Is SVB the new Lehman Brothers? This weekend reminded me of the feeling I had while working at Lehman at the time of the bankruptcy. This has led to fears of a contagion spreading across the financial system, with the obvious extreme parallel being the Lehman Brothers crash that helped kick off the, fi- the global financial crisis. SVB invested their cash in long-term treasuries and mortgage-backed securities that have lost value with rising rates. So they could not sell those assets for what they paid for them. While the situation with SVB was driven by depositors wanting their money back, Lehman Brothers had invested heavily in high-risk real estate and subprime mortgages that were deemed so illiquid that Lehman couldn't find any buyers for them. Hence, when market turned, Lehman couldn't raise enough cash to stay in business. Both had a liquidity problem, not enough cash on hand. Could this be the start of a banking crisis? The government's quick response in guaranteeing all deposits aimed at limiting widespread contagion. Indeed, as more and more people worried about the financial health of banks where they invested their cash, it could have triggered a domino effect that could have put the financial system at risk if everyone wanted to withdraw their money all at once. Government basically told the public, don't worry, your money is safe where it is. Unfortunately, this episode was in part triggered by the inversion of the yield curve. As many, including the World Economic Forum, have warned, this inversion usually announces a coming recession should history be trusted. Markets reacted strongly to the SVB fallout, with stocks performing negatively since it could be the first cracks of something bigger yet to come. 
Coming back to interest rates, with a stronger-than-ever job market in the US, the Fed is still trying to control inflation, and analysts expect further interest rikes are likely. Fed Chair Jerome Powell warned that the US central bank was prepared to speed up the pace of interest rate hikes and could lift rates higher than earlier anticipated if needed to tackle persistent inflation. What are the lessons to be learned for us and our money? While it's important to understand the big picture, I've also tried to draw some important long-term lessons from the SVB collapse for our money and our investments. And I want to thank you for all the questions you send me on Instagram. And hopefully these principles will help you think about what is going to be the impact for your finances. One, diversification reduces risk. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Just as SVB could have diversified their investments more, do the same with yours. A balanced portfolio is generally composed of equities, shares, bonds, and cash. Depending on your goals, the time you have until you need the money, you can change this allocation and adjust your risk return profile. Two, protection is key. Your money is protected with the FSCS, the Financial Services Compensation Scheme, the UK's statutory deposit insurance and investors' compensation schemes for customers of authorized financial service firms up until £85,000 or £170,000 for joint accounts in case your financial institutions goes bust. So make sure, first of all, that the place where you hold your deposits is insured by them and the FCA. And two, if you have more money than this, you may want to consider spreading your money across different, in different financial institutions. The same applies to your investment. Three, remain agile. It has been a stressful time for anyone with deposits at SVB. Remember that cash is king, especially in the short term. Before investing, make sure you can service your debt, pay your interest, even if interest rates continue to go up, and have some emergency savings. Four, in investing, people say don't catch a falling knife. It is an expression for when a trader buys a stock after a big drop in his share price, hoping the price will rebound. Imagine buying SVB a few hours before collapse but the stock price continues to fall and the investors end up losing lots of money. Remember why you invest, your long-term approach, and not being a short-term stock picker or speculator. Investing regularly in the long-term in a diversified way reduces risk and helps to generate long-term returns. I hope this summary was useful. It's not about being worried about such events, but understanding why they happen, what could have been done, and what is the impact on the markets and the economy. Also, we're working with the team on improving the Wallet podcast and are preparing a new series for you. Can I please ask you to take five minutes to answer our survey questions? You find the link in the show notes. You can win two signed copies of my book, one for you and one for a friend. Join us again next Thursday for another episode of The Wallet. I will answer many listeners' questions about money and relationships, family, couples, divorce, with the Dura Society founder, Lottie Leaf.